Welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, with your host, me, Taylor Brown, the editor of Club Solutions Magazine, and today's special guest, Samir Joffrey, the CEO and co-founder of Avive Solutions, Inc., a company that is empowering the health and fitness industry to save lives and protect the hearts of their communities with an all-new, portable, fully connected, smart AED and easy-to-use AED management software. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CS Podcast. Thanks for listening. My name is Taylor Brown. I am the editor of Club Solutions Magazine, and I have a guest with me today. Samir, I recently learned that you have beef with ostriches. Do you want to kind of kick it off and just tell me why you don't like ostriches for fun? Oh, man, that is a... I was not expecting that to start this conversation, but sure. Hey, Taylor, nice to nice to talk to you. Um, well, ostriches are my mortal enemy, to say the least. They decided one day in San Antonio, when my family and I were going through a lovely safari, three of them decided to attack me at once. I was feeding a very cute zebra, and uh, you know they came in, kicked the zebra out of the way, and all started biting and pecking at me in the car. And ever since then, I was five years old, Ever since then, can't look at an ostrich, can't watch a video. And so when my cousins and my brother and everyone wants to really get me mad, they'll just send me a picture of an ostrich. And that's uh, that's my story. Well, that is very interesting and definitely a fun fact, but not the reason <laughs> we're here today. We're here to talk about Avive Solutions, Inc. And it is the first new entry in AED space in over 20 years. And you and your company are kind of really just focused on bringing this innovative technology into this landscape. And I'd love to just kind of learn the motivation or the passion that's been behind this company and kind of the solutions you're bringing to the industry. You, you know, the AEDs are an incredibly important product. Um, they, they save lives. And, and there hasn't really been probably as much innovation or progress in the space as, as we'd all like to see. And, you know, I came at this from probably a more personal angle where, you know, I started a nonprofit in this space when I was in college at UCLA that focused really on the preventative side of cardiac arrest. We also would help place AEDs in underserved parts of the Los Angeles community, but I was really focused on providing heart screenings for kids as part of that nonprofit to test for any warning signs or conditions that could lead to cardiac arrest. So hopefully they wouldn't need to use an AED in the future. And, um, you know, I, I started that because of knowing people in my family and also in our family friend network that were impacted by cardiac arrest. And so I, I come at this from a place where uh, I deeply care about the problem. I care about addressing the problem. And, and it was through that work at the nonprofit that I met my co-founders, Rory and Mosley, who are very similarly mission-driven people that had built the first version of our technology at MIT. And so we all met at a conference and I think we're very like-minded in our approach and the things that we thought needed to be improved in the space. And that's ultimately why we teamed up. Some stats I thought were very interesting. Um, I wasn't very familiar about this topic, but stats that really stood out to me were women are less likely to receive CPR in public than men. And the odds of survival are 23% lower than men. And then black and Hispanic individuals have a 37% lower odds of bystander CPR in public. And then 23,000 youth die of cardiac arrest in the U.S. annually. And Avive has really kind of thought through those statistics and came up with solutions um, through your Real Connect All Rescue technology. Can you kind of just share more how you've been very intentional with all the technology you put into this device? Yeah, great question. So uh, as, as everyone knows, AEDs, I'll start with maybe the 
the females receiving uh, bystander CPR and AED use uh, far too infrequently. And it's something that we, we noticed early on where if you're not familiar with AEDs, AEDs have electrode pads, which essentially stick on to the patient's skin. And that's how you deliver the shock to the patient. Well, on those electrode pads to help a person use the device uh, quickly and effectively, they have depictions of graphics of where to place the pads, right? Every single AED historically, though, has had male depiction on those pads or uh, a uh, depiction of a male on the pads. And we very, uh, very intentionally decided to make the depiction on our pads a female, specifically a bare-breasted female. Because what we saw in our usability testing with our AED when we were initially developing the product and bringing it through the FDA process, when we had a male depiction on the pads, but then put a female mannequin in front of a, a test user, they would never take off the bra. They would put pads on, you know, that were overlaying the underwire, which is dangerous from an electrical current standpoint. People were not comfortable responding. And so one thing we tried was, well, if we depict a bare-breasted female, what will happen? And we saw suddenly that people were much more comfortable responding. I think it's just because we took away the stigma of it, you know, whether it's subconsciously or whatever it might be. And so um, that was a very strategic decision we made looking and reading that statistic that you just said and saying, hey, we got to do better than that, right? The other one, you know, as an example, um, Latino patients receiving bystander CPR and AED use much less frequently. Well, with our all rescue technology, like you mentioned, uh, we, we have a bilingual button. So we have a Spanish button. So if someone is not comfortable or familiar understanding English, they can change the device into Spanish mode and it provides audio and visual graphics in Spanish. It's actually been hugely successful in, in certain parts of communities where there's primarily Spanish-speaking populations. The current paradigm is we just don't get an AED because we, we, we don't feel comfortable using it. And now we offer a solution where they can feel comfortable using life-saving technology. So, uh, and then the last piece was, was children. We have, uh, we have a child mode. And so instead of an AED owner or customer needing to buy separate child pads, which are expensive, which is the paradigm with current AEDs, uh, we have a child button where you can use the same set of electrode pads, the same device, and uh, and it ultimately allows you to respond to both adults and children with one device, um, which is also an important thing, given how common cardiac arrest is in youth as well. Yeah, I've luckily never been in a situation where I've needed to use an AED, but it's my understanding that device actually walks you through how to use it. Is that correct? That's exactly right. So when you power on the device... Not only does it walk you step-by-step step with audio instructions on how to use the device, but we also have kind of dynamic visual graphics on our AED, on our touchscreen, uh, which is unique in the AED space. You know, most AEDs don't, don't have that kind of visual experience, but we have visuals that will also show you exactly what needs to be done step-by-step. Step. And so I think we've created a more approachable, less intimidating experience during what is probably the most stressful time for somebody uh, help trying to help save someone's life in a cardiac arrest emergency through those visuals and audio. Yeah, kind of breaking down that intimidation factor of it. You also provide like a training chip, right? So people can work with it and get used to how to operate it. Is that correct? That's correct. So we have training pads. So you can actually convert your life-saving AED into a training device as well by simply putting in the training pads. And, and for other AEDs out there, for the most part, you have to buy a separate trainer to actually be able to train on the device that's two, $300, it's expensive. 
Well, we wanted everyone to have access to training, reducing barriers to response, reducing barriers to education of how to respond to a cardiac arrest is a core part of who we are. We want to increase awareness. And so we wanted to make training accessible to anybody. So yes, you can plug in a training cartridge, train on the device, practice scenarios, get comfortable using it in the event that you need to use it to save a life. Avive has developed a next-generation AED and response system to address sudden cardiac arrest, a massive public health problem. Their new AED offers user-friendly features and a compact, intuitive, and more affordable and connected device. Avive seeks to save lives by making owning, using, and managing AEDs simple. Learn more at avive.life slash club solutions. I'm sure that'd be really helpful too for health club operators, just for staff training and getting their employees used to it as well. A hundred percent. I actually was at a deployment to a, a fitness chain last week. And uh, we trained all of their field staff and their staff using the training cartridges and it was seamless and it was great. So uh, in that specific case, hundreds of gyms will have our AED now in the Northeast through this chain and training was seamless and super easy because of that functionality. Yeah, that's awesome. I was unaware of how much maintenance AED like kind of need to have. You need to make sure the batteries are charged. You make sure it's prepared to go at all points. And for a club that has dozens, even like hundreds of locations, that's dozens, hundreds of AEDs they have to monitor. You've kind of removed that barrier of just trying to keep track of that internally, right? So you've created a platform that's allowed operators to kind of see all that information in one spot. Do you want to talk on that? Absolutely. So one of the core challenges that exists with deploying AED programs today, you mentioned it, is maintenance. Today, the paradigm is you largely have to go physically check each AED on a regular basis to make sure that its pads are good, that the battery is good, that it's passed off at all its self-tests, right? It's a burdensome process, especially if you have, like you said, dozens, hundreds of locations, right? Imagine doing that across all of those. And and so the bottom line is it doesn't happen very well today from a maintenance standpoint. And so what we've done is our device is fully connected with cellular, Wi-Fi, GPS, and Bluetooth all built into it. And what that connectivity powers is our ability to remotely monitor all of those AEDs using our platform called the Real Connect platform. And the Real Connect platform is basically an asset tracking platform. It's a way to remotely monitor and maintain and keep all your AEDs up to, updated, uh, I should say, maintained uh, at the same time remotely, right? So you, have, uh, you could be on your computer in one city and have AEDs at 50 locations across the country and know exactly what's happening with your AEDs, whether they're healthy, whether one's being used, um, if one's unhealthy for any reason, all of that is available to you remotely uh, in real time. Awesome. I think that would be very time-saving for a lot of operators. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I think another cool part about your product is the data it collects. And if you're using an AED, it's an emergency situation. And in an emergency, time is of the essence. So the device actually creates a report that first responders can utilize. Is that correct? It does. And that's honestly similar to other AEDs, um, is that every AED creates an incident report where it shows the full ECG rhythm, you know, how, you know, any data about the actual incident is available there. The difference is, though, with other AEDs, you have to physically go and interrogate the device with a specific cable that's often expensive on specific laptop with a specific uh, software downloaded it becomes very cumbersome and expensive for you to actually get data off of your own device 
And it leads to it not getting to the people who really need it, EMS, downstream providers at the hospital, the cardiologist, et cetera, that's going to take care of this patient. That data on the AED is valuable. We want to get it to the cardiologist downstream so they can utilize it as they're making decisions for that patient's care. With our device, because we're fully connected, as soon as our AED is powered off, within minutes, we immediately send all of that data up to the cloud so that EMS can access it remotely simply. Uh, and then also downstream cardiologists can grab it. So the, the perfect scenario is before the patient even gets to the hospital, the cardiologist has already seen all of the data because we've made it accessible to them. And that's really the type of system we're trying to build here. Yeah, that's awesome and definitely can make an impact quickly. And I can see from a gym owner perspective, I didn't know this, but a lot of AEDs aren't required by law state to state. So if you're in a health club, you might be thinking this is some of the healthiest population. Why do I need an AED? What would kind of be your response to that? So my response is cardiac arrests happen very frequently at gyms. Uh, And it's not because someone is healthy or unhealthy. You could be completely healthy and still go into cardiac arrest because a cardiac arrest is, is different from a heart attack. A heart attack is plumbing oriented it's more correlated with unhealthy eating, with unhealthy habits, things like that. A cardiac arrest is an electrical problem that a completely healthy person, a marathon runner as an example, could be running and then have a cardiac arrest in the 23rd mile. That person's not unhealthy. It's just they have an electrical problem that they went undiagnosed that they didn't know about, and it presents itself in a cardiac arrest emergency. And so the, the gym chain that just anecdotally that we just deployed at, they have a cardiac arrest a month at their gyms. It's very frequent. And having an AED on site and available is the difference between survival and not. When AEDs are on site and people are trained on how to use them, research shows that survival rates are upwards of 90% in those gym facilities and fitness facilities. And when they're not, and when they don't have them available, they're the normal industry average, which is roughly 10% survival. An 80% delta between survival of having an AED on site and not having one on site. So what I'd say is that it may not even be one of your members. It could be your trainers. It could be your staff. It could be literally anybody at any time. And so I don't think I'm, I'm biased. There's any excuse to never not have an AED available, especially when there's athletic activity going on. Yeah, I definitely think um, with those statistics, <clears throat> wild that it's not required, right? So I I will mention, Taylor, that it's actually becoming more and more commonplace now, especially if you're familiar, if if anyone watches football on here and saw what happened on Monday Night Football earlier this year, after that, there's been an unprecedented number of mandates that have been introduced at the state, city, even federal level uh, to require AEDs in certain settings. And, And there are Uh, a number of states uh, that are actually requiring them in gyms now that didn't. So recently, Connecticut was one that passed a bill, and there's many others that are requiring them. New York now has a bill, I think, that goes into effect later this year, where if you have 50 or more members, you have to have an AED in your gym. Um, And so there's, it's, it's starting to roll from a mandate standpoint. But I would say even if it's not mandated in your community, in your state, in your city, there's no reason you shouldn't have an AED to protect your members, but also your staff and, and uh, in your gym, in your facility. Yeah, it's good to hear that that change is kind of making way. I'd like to talk about the device more itself. So it's very lightweight and portable. Is that right? 
Yeah, it's about two pounds. It's about the size of, from a height standpoint, my cell phone. So very small, portable, two pounds, incredibly easy to take around with you. Right. And so we talked about it's available in English and Spanish, has a child mode. Are there any other features that stand out with the device? Yeah, I think there's a few things. It's fully connected, right? So it makes maintenance seamless. We have a training mode that makes training your staff uh, seamless as well. I think one thing that's really important is the device is rechargeable. So instead of needing to replace a battery every uh, two, three, or four years, and it had this added cost that's expensive for a gym or facility, we have a rechargeable battery. Uh, The device will last six plus months in between recharges. You recharge it for a couple hours and you're ready to go again. Most gyms that we've deployed to will actually just store it in a charge stand. So we have a charge stand that will sit on the wall. It'll keep the device charged. Uh, and trickle charge it consistently. And so you don't even have to worry about it. And so that's important from a cost standpoint so that you don't have to spend money on batteries downstream consistently every year. Those are a few of the, the, the really key things. I also should mention, you talked about this, the visual or the touch screen, which helps uh, hopefully uh, create a more approachable feel with your device. So people are less intimidated to use it. It's uh, hopefully easier to use as well because of that when it'll walk you through with visuals how to use it during an emergency. So those are probably some of the key key things. Right. In today's day and age, we have smartphones, smart cars, so we might as well have a smart AED, right? Uh, Amen. Look at that. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, Samir. Well, is there anything else you'd like our audience to know or anything else that stands out? I think just a a broad message to folks about the importance of AEDs, how prevalent cardiac arrest actually is. You know, it happens to 350,000 people every single year in the United States. Survival rates today are 10% or less in communities, and that hasn't changed. It hasn't changed because we don't get AEDs to patients quickly or often enough. And most people will say, oh, it might not happen to me. It's never going to happen to me. It's never going to happen to my business. It's never going to happen to my gym. It will. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but the statistics say it'll happen someday. And I hope that all of you take the call to action to make sure that your place of business, your gym, your fitness facility is prepared for that day because it's a terrible tragedy if you're not right? That 90% survival rate is achievable if you have the life-saving technology accessible. And if you don't, the 10% norm that exists throughout society is going to be the case. And so I hope that that call to action motivates folks to look into AEDs at the minimum, uh, to look into getting your staff CPR trained, because that's the next best thing. If you don't have an AED, Uh, learning CPR so that you can keep blood pumping throughout the body until first responders arrive. But the best combination is to do both. Train your staff in CPR on how to use an AED and make sure your facility is equipped with one. It's going to be the difference one day between saving a life and not. And I hope you all uh, are motivated to, to take those actions. Awesome, Samir. It's been great talking to you and learning more about your product and just kind of hearing the passion behind what's driving it. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you.